Hello and welcome to the Scaling Edge. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Max is here. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, this is the internet talk program that focuses on hard-won lessons by battle-hardened entrepreneurs that give you a scaling edge in your business and in your life. We're trying to pick up one or two really good nuggets per show that can help you grow the way you want to grow. Deb, thank you for being a part of our program. Happy to have you here. You're doing something interesting and uh, kind of exciting. And it's something that we've we've talked a lot about and I've heard a lot about. And it's on trend, but people definitely don't quite know logistically how to do it. And I'm talking about building community, right? And it's it seems kind of buzzwordy. And I hear it all the time from all different types of aspects and, and people are saying, Hey, well, you know, we're trying to build community go do Kickstarter because it builds community. So kind of fascinated, really interesting to interested to hear what you have to say here today. Can you tell us about yourself and how you got into this and how you got here? Oh, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a blast to be chatting with you today. I actually got into community because I was a community um, member, actually, of an online community. And this community called Location Indie actually helped me transform my life, quit my nine-to-five job, and um, become location independent. Uh, over two and a half year period, I got on a plane, met these people in person in uh, Denver and in Mexico uh, between 2017 and 2019. Then I decided to launch my own community in 2020 when I quit my corporate job. I had planned to be a travel writer. Flash so wait, forward is, to the what is pandemic. Your, <laughs> what does your community do? What is your community focus on? So my community event initially in 2020, um, because I had initially quit my job to become a travel writer, and then the pandemic happened and the world stopped traveling. So um, I wanted to help people find calm in daily life. I launched over uh, 30 virtual workshops in 2020, launched a paid membership, failed miserably <laughs> and uh, was kind of stuck and struggling on what to do next. And it just happens that some peers that were in my community uh, actually were also community builders and wanted support. So I ended up becoming a consultant and I've helped over 50 community builders across the world since then. Okay. Wow. So you were, you're building a community to help people build communities? Yep. Part of that, I don't lead a community anymore. I closed my community in 2022 to focus on writing the book that I'm writing and to uh, focus on clients. Can we talk about, let's take an example from a client. How you, You've got a client. Who's a good client for you that you could build a community for? Like if, if, if somebody, I mean, I imagine not everybody needs a community. Maybe they do. But what would be an ideal company to build a community? And then what would... What do you do to, to build and maintain a community? Like you say, how would you define it? What what are its processes? Well, there's different ways to define community. I define a community as a group of people who have similar interests or goals. And that is not necessarily social media and podcasting and those kind of things are one directional. So um, a community is two directional. It's bi-directional. And so you have to have that two directional content ability. So that's that's the delta. So if you're doing social media, that's not necessarily building community. No, because people can reply, but there's a stigma about what you put out on social media, right? There's not a safety. There's no safe sociological. We need sociological safety for us to feel like we can share something vulnerable. If we don't know people like Facebook, we might know some people in our groups, but 
when you're on like Instagram or whatever, you're not necessarily knowing other people that are commenting on somebody's a business post, for example. So what you're doing is finding people with these similar interests and harvesting them together, corralling them together so that they can engage about a business. So it's like going a deeper step. So audience building is really about just saying, hey, here's what we do. Here's amazing stuff. Here's our resources. If you like us, come check out our website. That's kind of what social media is doing is here's what we're about. Here's what our messaging is. That isn't, it's just superficial. It's not really going deep into anything, right? Unless you want to go and work with that organization or purpose or person. But going deep is community. So when a coach, for example, I work with lots of coaches and consultants and leaders, and that's pretty much who I focus on, entrepreneurs who are wanting to scale their business, whether it's a a coach that maybe was working one-to-one and they want to start doing group coaching, or maybe it is a consultant who wants to start doing courses or programming. A lot of people are doing courses online. The biggest problem with courses is that we see that there's a low percentage rate of finishing. So If you don't care about people finishing your course, (laughs) then you might be able to sell courses for some period of time, but that ultimately doesn't get people to succeed, right? The best way about succeeding in like learning a skill is when we do it together with other people that can support us and encourage us and help us along the path. And that's what community is all about. Okay. So I heard you say courses are a way of building community, but it's not the greatest, right? Group coaching is a way to build community. What other ways can companies practically design a community? I think it's about just offering their customers or clients an opportunity to give them feedback. A lot of the time, I first learned that I was putting out messages to avoid, but I wasn't getting anything back. And I didn't talk to my ideal members. And what I've really worked on learning with people is that they don't talk to people. They put messages out on social media. They might have an email list, but knowing who is in the room and having the right people in the room are the only way that you're going to help people transform and change and help them support their own, each other in an ecosystem. The difference between a, for example, like a Brenda Burchard or somebody who's like a very famous motivational speaker like that. They have a large audience they build over time. He has systems and processes and teams in place so that they, he can build systems for people to access him at different pillars or points, right? But that's a what I would call an empire where he's at the top and then people are trying to access him. What we were talking about is an ecosystem where everybody's kind of supporting each other and there's shared wisdom happening. Now, how does this support a business? Well, the business model is supported when it's focused around what are the objects of the business doing and how does that community play into that? Can you give me an example of a company you've worked with, a client you've worked with that you designed a community for and where they started and what that did for their business? You know, the one client I could say I worked with had a really big time struggling with finding their ideal members. So I basically was hired to help them. Uh, Recently, they have a podcast um, and their focus is niching with uh, simple living. And she wanted to, there was a mom, it's a mom and a daughter, and they wanted to figure out what was wrong with their engagement. There's a lack of engagement happening and people, their membership wasn't growing and they didn't have members coming in. So I did some reviews and looked at some of the, basically give them a community audit to look at the processes and systems and where the community experience is. And then I said, okay, well, what I'm seeing here is 
the members aren't really getting a really great experience. Plus, we've determined some of the settings weren't correct in some of the areas, so they couldn't even comment on stuff. Then we just determined, oh, and there's some people in here that we haven't even really talked to because they have a podcast, but they don't necessarily talk to these people. So I did uh, discovery interviews with 10 of their um, people that they gave a, me a list of some people that would be good to talk to. I did some ideal member interviews, talked to these people, got feedback on what are the problems they're struggling with today? What does the community help them with in their life? Like, how are they implementing the practices that they're learning from the content and the podcast and the information that these women are giving them in this community? How are they using it in their daily life and how is it helping them? And what strategy we came up with after that, what we put together a report and a strategy for them to relaunch their community, to really focus on a member-led community strategy, meaning the members are going to start to lead events. So they don't have to lead events. If a member has a skill, like they wanted to share a skill, the members share the skill. You draw the community out to do the thing. Cause like as a business, as a founder CEO, right. Of a freelance platform with over a million freelancers. I'm thinking yeah. of all kinds of ideas going, wow, this would be great. And then I think <laughs> of everything I would have to do. And then I'm yeah. like, oh. and what you're saying is if you do it right, the people mm-hmm. in your community can, can do the things that drive the business forward. They Some of them. Members and support the community by tapping into that leadership and they can, they can then help drive things, uh, drive the community forward and, and, and design and help develop the community engagement. Yes. It really depends on the community purpose. So really understanding like who you're bringing together, what the purpose is and what is the, what are you accomplishing together? Um, those are really key factors that most people struggle with and don't think about. They really think about, well, you know, why are gonna, people going to join my community and how, you know, where are they going to get with value? And most people start with content. And one of the biggest lessons I learned with that same client, um, one of the interviews, the person said, I would rather pay for no content and connection because I don't want more content. We have enough content. <laughs> we don't need more content. What I really need is to be able to connect with people who have the same values or interests that I have. And they're not in my local community because there's not really anybody that has these same interests or passions in my local community. And that's why it's powerful to join these online communities. Like I was saying in 2017, I live in central Pennsylvania. Nobody was really talking about remote work in 2017 in central Pennsylvania. As soon as I mentioned it, somebody was like, well, I was too. (laughs) But very few people in my local community even knew what I was talking about. So I really didn't have anybody to relate to when I was struggling with building a business or figuring things out. But when I've tapped into this online community, people are like, oh yeah, they've already done it. They're doing six-figure businesses. They're traveling all over the world. And it was modeled for me. And it showed me that it's possible. Instead of me being stuck here in Pennsylvania and saying, oh, well, I don't even know how I would do that. And nobody's doing it here. So how would I start? I think that's a lot of the benefits the community industry is going through a lot of transition right now. And I think a lot of people really understand the importance of community, but we are in so many communities that it's kind of like, we have to choose what community is going to be important to us. And it comes and goes. We have different communities for different phases of our life as individuals. And so do business owners, business owners, like a community worked for me at some points, but then I realized I'd rather not lead a community. I'd rather be a member of communities uh, because that's better for me to contribute in better ways. That helps me as a business owner to build more leads uh, that way. And I didn't want to build a course. (laughs) 
I don't blame you for that, but that's still very exciting. So look, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are hearing you talk and that have a lot of ideas rolling around their head about how they can build community for themselves. And it's you're being able to have a Sherpa to, or, or, or a community architect is how I would probably best describe you to be able to bring you on as a community architect and help design what that actually means and how to maximize the value out of that. I think it's going to be very important. I, I can, I'm sure some wheels are turning. How can, Deb, how can they find you? How can people get a hold of you so that they can work with you to build community for their businesses in their life? Yeah, I'll say it really depends on what kind of business you have and if you have a team, because if you don't have a team, it's going to look a lot different for you. Also, I would say that it depends on the phase of life you're in. If you're like a, a busy working professional, uh, you might not, it might not be a good time for you to start a community. You could also hire people. So there are community managers that are, I have a lot of people that I know in the community industry that are trained to do this. And I do train community managers. So hmm. let's say if you wanted to hire me, I got you start, we did a strategy session or we got you started with three months of coaching. So you got all the basics down. Then, you know, maybe we could train one of your existing community man community members that would be the best fit. Typically, I say before you hire somebody, you want to hire somebody who's within your community because they already know the ecosystem. They already know all of the members and it's a really good fit. So I always start with um, internal members before you go to external members for hiring somebody. So I just wanted to point those things out. But um, I have a lot of information on my blog. I have a lot of blog articles about um, community management. That? Where's your blog? Findcomhere.com. Find, F-I-N-D, calm, C-A-L-M, here, H-E-R-E.com. I help you find calm. Findcomhere.com. Deb, I appreciate you being a part of our program. I think you're offering a very unique service, and it's a delightful angle that that people can use. It's a wonderful edge that they can use to scale their business and their life. Thank you for being a part of the Scaling Edge. We appreciate it, and we will see you soon, Deb. Cheers. Sounds good.